We flipped a coin, okay? You and me. You and me. Coin flip is sacred. Y'all ready for a show today, baby? Ah, no time, baby. We've been waiting all week, baby. This is where it happens right here, man. We man up, we stand up. We man up, we stand up. Welcome, everybody, to episode 24 of the Coin Flip NFL Week 6, uh, live from a uh, rather chilly San Antonio, finally. Uh, chilly being like 79 right now. Um, kind of matter for the golf tournament down in Houston. We talked about that a lot on the Emergency 9. Doesn't really factor football much, but it feels nice. Um, be back up to 95 tomorrow and then 70 on the weekend, so kind of a yo-yo week for us. With me, as always, my partner, Tambo, at Toad and Tambo on Twitter. Tambo, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I, I mean, what you're talking about is nice weather. I got snow on the ground. The man up in Canada here. So uh, I'll, I'll take any type of sunshine I can get, but I'm excited to talk some football with you, man. Yeah, we. I think uh, in reviewing the pod last week, I think we were on a lot of plays that hit even outside the chalk. Um, I know I had several people message me about the Bridgewater call, um, backed yep. it up on Saturday night and still was strong on it. I, um, I had a great pool and hit everything, but made the decision, which I don't regret because I just think it's the right thing in the long run of fading Watson and Hopkins. Um, obviously some regret, I mean, Watson and Fuller, um, Bridgewater paid off, but I didn't have I just didn't have the right combinations again. I had I had CMC, Bridgewater, MT, but I didn't have all three in the same lineup. Um and I had I went last probably last hour I moved from CMC to Kamara in that lineup. More of a game stack theory, but obviously a major regret at this point. But I think we we're in the right path. I don't exactly know how your week went. I know you did really well in the King of the Gridiron tournament, so for those that didn't see that, uh, summarize what that was, and then how was your week last week overall? For sure. Uh, week overall was not great. It wasn't terrible, but that King of the Gridiron definitely helped. But, yeah, that, that was just a – essentially it was a cool tournament. The VIP offered it out. Now they've got uh, King of the Gridiron 2.0 in the lobby for anybody that wants to join. But for, for what it was, was you basically – you pay 5300 bucks up front for a five-week contest – you're playing against some of the best in the world, quote unquote, for five weeks in a row. And it's just a battle of consistency. So whoever can put up the best lineup, they paid out the top seven prizes every week from it was 10,000, something like 10,000, 7,000, 5,000, 2,000, 2,000, 1,000, 1,000 for like the top seven. So you had a chance each week out of the top 100 to get in those seven places and get some of the money back or all of it if you could, could win it. But it was all about how you spread yourself out over the five weeks. And I managed to come in eighth and then shout out to our boy Bucks, Big Bucks, no whammies. He came in seventh. He edged me out there and him and I had a pretty good battle down to the end, but it worked out that we made the same money. So 15K back for that. One of the weeks I cashed for two, ended up net 12 overall on the, on the tournament for the five weeks. 
uh, and definitely made up for this week more than enough. So, so solid week. I mean, I didn't score 300 points like the rest of the world or 308 points like the optimizers out there, but uh, 275 points quite a bit with, uh, you know, Olsen at zero or Aikens over Fells in that Houston matchup. We were on those stacks, and then you had the amazing call with Teddy B, which I rode some of that as well into some cash. That was nice. Yeah, I, I was trying to see what my highest was. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously I scored higher than – but everybody can say it was the highest I scored of the year. I, and I, what sucked for me is I just bubbled. I had the wrong – you know, I had I didn't have any Eagles D, but I wasn't really on them. Um, Titans, I think, did okay. Um I didn't go to any Aaron Jones and I looked at that quite a few times. So that was kind of a disappointment because I, he was on the next to last type player pool, but I'm not too mad. I mean, I played Godwin, I played Thomas um, Bridgewater. I, I just, you just, I mean, I, I can't remember this. I saw some of the, heard some of the stats of that high of a guy being owned going off. Um, I think it was that the highest. That was chalk in general. That, that was chalk. Right, yeah. Like it's not to be rude or anything. I'm just saying like if someone, one money, I wouldn't go, you know, saying that's the best time ever to win money is when all the chalk goes off because typically in the long term, that's not going to be the best way to win a week because that just doesn't happen very often. And this was extremely rare. I played football DFS for a long time now. Uh, you never see a week like that really where the optimizer wins. A guy made a joke today, first time in, you know, 11 years, the optimizer goes off and so, because you saw all the duplicates of those lineups, right, at 308.74 points. If that happens, what it's happened once. That's the first time ever, I think. So, you, you can't be mad. You can't be happy. Just move on to the next week. That's all. Yeah. I mean, and, and definitely don't question your process. If you, if you missed all of the plays, well, I don't know how you would, if you listen to this, cause we gave away a play. And I mean, even on the, our smash squad, our gridiron squad, a lot of us had Watson Hopkins. Fuller was in there. Um, and, and the next best play outside of that was Bridgewater Thomas, which we were on. So you should have had some success. I in the contest I play, there's just a fine line, and I bubbled a lot, which seems to be my theme for the NFL this week. Um, I did crush college football Saturday, so I had a little bit of leeway to not um, worry too much. Uh, Sunday, I had an overall winning week. Obviously, Bobby Berger, great content. Our our tools um, helped me on some key moves in college football that. Um, I won several tournaments and, and cleared quite a bit on Saturday. So I was happy with that. Happy with college football overall. I'm do, doing well there again. Uh, last year I didn't do as great as, as Bobby and those guys, but I did, I did decent and, and continuing that this year. So I know we hit football here in NFL, but the college football slack is, is fire come, especially these one-off slates. And these are going to become more important as we get Mac action and all that kind of stuff. I think Bobby does a great job, but the Intel of the people we have across the country Someone seems to know that conference or those teams more in depth and, and can answer some, especially in college football, because you don't get the injury report and stuff that it's important to have some of the inside information. Um, obviously, I have a lot of Big 12 contacts. Bobby's a Big 10 type country. I mean, there's it's a great product that's really didn't cost you any more. Um, if you're a huge NFL guy, the college football should be, you know, almost like a cash game for you to fund your Sundays, if, if nothing else. We have so many green screens in there. Um, overall losing week for me, uh, betting wise, I, I lost just a little bit, didn't do well in, in golf at all, but, um, the Browns call, I kind of went in depth on that in the slack that, you know, Hey, I, you know, it was a, it was a handicap process, had nothing to do with line movement and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, bad, bad handicap on my part, all in, it's just what it is that happens sometimes and, and keep moving forward. Uh, the rest of the plays I were fine with, I had some break my way, some not, you know, pretty average week overall. I think I barely broke even. I mean, just a loss a little in NFL. Um, 
So we move on to this week. I think there's some good spots betting wise. I'm not as confident DFS wise, but I do have a potential strategy I like. We'll see where we, you and I come out. We normally don't talk much before heading into this, if at all, because we're focused so much on golf. Before we hit into that, um, make sure you try out our show sponsor for the 2019 season, Super Draft. Um, great product. It's catching some wind. I'm seeing some other pods hop on it and talk about it a little bit. Uh, we were one of the first, if not the first, um, with them pushing their product. I know we, I think we probably are the only ones that's providing, you know, projections and rankings and content. Um, you can join them now with the code GUP. We have links on the site as well. It's an app. I had somebody, it's an app just like DraftKings. So you can just go to your, your Apple, I mean, your pot, your Apple, whatever store and click super draft, type in super draft and you'll see it come up. Um, use the code GUP with your first deposit, get $10. If you're a current member, you will also get $10 merchandise credit. And if you are a new member and you want to try, or if you're not a member, and you want to try it out. If you join SuperDraft, you will get a free promo to try us out for a week as well. Um, so it's kind of a win-win situation there. Again, use the code GUP. First $10 gets you $10. Their big event that they have every week is a $20 entry. So that basically gets you your entry into that. This week, it's an 80,000 pot guaranteed. I think 8,000 up top. Only... Is it 8,000 people again, or, I mean, very less than 10,000 for sure entries total that still hasn't filled yet. So there's been overlay each week and they continue to back it up, putting these contests out there because they believe in their product. We believe in it. A lot of our team cashed last week. A lot of them did, even in the chalky week. Um, Cause it's just so much overlay that you got, you know, it's just a great, especially if you, if you don't have a big bankroll, this is a spot to go over there and play that. And, and you can 2X, 3X for three or four weeks in a row and, and kind of build that bankroll without competing against 100,000 lineups type of deal. Um, so go check them out. As always, Fanjar Sports is original affiliate of ours. Use the code GUP. The link is on the site. Get the pro advantage, 20% off. Uh, the most in-depth ownership analysis. Um, I provide my ownership on Saturday nights, but it is a very basic concept compared to what these guys go in depth on tags and, and whatnot, buzz scores, bud ratings, all that kind of stuff. They do a great job. Uh, pro Football Focus offering a, a quarter of the season promo type deal. If you want to join the elite package, which is uh, what I have, you can get $50 off the annual right now or $10 off your first monthly subscription gupscorner.com slash affiliates to get you that link and all the above uh, pff is for the person that wants to get all inside deep dive um, even great college information so if you're just a guru nut type person that likes to um, read up on the upcoming class and where those guys could potentially be and where they're looking they, they have a great coverage on that i enjoy the reading i, I, I look in depth on some of that obviously our football tools will get you the basics of everything you need and, and pretty good in-depth analysis. These guys are like really, really down deep type stuff. If you want to go check it out, it's, it's a great product. Um, as always, rate and review us on iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, Twitch. Um, it will benefit you greatly. Uh, I will have an announcement at the end of the show um, that we will, that will, behoove you to do those things uh rate and review gets you double the entries um we have a couple of giveaways we're going to do this month one of them for sure or every giveaway we do there's a winner that comes from someone that reviews us on itunes it's it's the biggest help to us it takes a little bit more time which is like it takes 20 seconds instead of five seconds to hit a like button but 
Um, we greatly appreciate it. You guys have done well. We're almost at, I think, over 500 reviews now, um, which against some of our peers, that's pretty good. So keep that coming. It really helps us a lot. The Listener League is up. Um, as always, I'll have an announcement. That same announcement will kind of tie into that. Make sure you get signed up there. Last week's Listener League lineup won't go into in-depth because it's pretty much, you know, I think this was, I think it was close to that number you talked about, 308. But Watson, CMC, Fournette, Tate, Fuller, Michael Thomas, Waller, Jones, and the Panthers, D. I think he had a couple different because I, I think the optimal had the Eagles and, and something else. But um, great lineup nonetheless. He was super stoked. He, he mentioned he never wins anything. Um, he does get the $50 merchandise credit for winning the league. Uh, are the listener league for the week. Um, so that's awesome for him. This week, contest selection, um, more than anything before we head into to, to the, the slates, is you think the perception of that hitting, and then we're going to back it right up with two, if not three games, two for sure that are going to be pretty similar game script potentials. Um do you think there's a there's an opportunity to to pivot off of that and gain some leverage, or do you think it's man don't get too cute type deal? What are your thoughts? I think for sure there's opportunity. You know, it's everyone's gonna see that and want to go right back to it, and we'll get into those games. Everybody probably knows what they are already with the Houston KC and the Arizona Atlanta. But I mean, there obviously is great plays in those games, so don't get me wrong. But if when you see something like that, like I said, it's a one off thing. It doesn't happen all the time where all the chalk hits. So much like when we talk about it in golf. You can play a couple of the chalk plays. You can play a couple of the chalk stacks and mix it up elsewhere. I just think, like you said, in those lineups last week, you literally had to have everything. You had to have the right setup. And you could say it about every week, but it's not true because not everybody's tying with the same lineup. So that just proves it right there. This is totally different. You can stack them up all different ways. You could try that so many times over. You're not going to get those same results. It just doesn't happen that way. Uh, I've been doing it a long time. It never does. So I'm going to definitely play some of these games. I like them. We're going to talk about them and, and how to be different within them but I'm still going to pivot to other games. There's some other great spots this week, and I'm sure you'll mention some of them as well. Real quick, we're going to hit the Thursday night game. I'm going to talk a little bit about the London because it's not on the main slate. It's a morning tambo in 120 seconds or less. The Patriots are 17-point favorite against the backup of the Giants and a 40-and-a-half point total, which is asinine to see that low of a total with that high of a spread. What are your thoughts? Injuries. Oh my gosh. There's so many injuries. Dorsett was ruled out again today. Ingram's out today. We already knew Shepard, Barkley, Gigalman, you know, everybody. And we don't, and still like Burkhead and Edelman are questionable. I think they play, but it's just a point behind that. So I think this is a strategy that not as many people will employ. But one thing I'm interested in here is the Pats D, right? I think the, the Pats D will get some ownership because the obvious, but I still think people want to go automatically when people think about injuries, they move right away to the Hillemans and the Jacoby Myers and all these fill-in plays, which yes, they're value now and they do come into play, but I still think you got to think about how this affects the game. It doesn't just mean one guy leaves, the other guy scores three touchdowns. That, that's just not how it works, unfortunately. So uh, I like the Pats D. I even think you could use the Pats D in a captain spot here. People don't normally like to do that, but I think this is a spot that calls for it. And I absolutely expect the Patriots just to use this spot to pound on another team, win by the, you know, cover the spread, whatever else that might mean as far as a betting perspective goes. Any other thoughts on this game, Gup? I think you could even flirt with some backup type stuff to, to gain leverage on, on the field. Um, kickers, maybe defense, maybe uh, for sure. Um, if you want to get contrarian, I guess you could pick the Giants, but I, th- I think it's a pretty – I do think it'll be a, a slow game and the Patriots will get the lead and kind of and milk it down at the end. So I kind of agree with all that. Um, 
I'd lean the under, which sounds crazy. I don't. I'm not going to play it at all. I don't. I think it's too crazy of a game to touch. But I. I don't know if the Patriots cover. I, I assume they will. But um, I've seen stranger things happen. It could be a crazy. All the starters are sitting, and the Giants get some junk crazy touchdown at the end, or a pick six, or something. That I'm not touching the game at all. But I agree with all that as far as showdown goes. I may throw one or two kind of unique lineups in just for fun. Um, the London game is a Bucks versus the Panthers. You know, Allen's proven himself a little bit. I like DJ Moore here. Um, I think he's picking up stride. Injury report, I don't think it's anything serious. Um, although it is concerning a little bit that, especially having to go on a plane, go across seas. Um, I, I think he'll be fine. I expect some scoring. I don't think the Panthers are, you know, tremendous defense. I mean, the Jaguars are able to move the ball some score, especially late. They tightened it up. I think it'll be a pretty fun game. Um that early morning deal won't really favor either one. They're both kind of in the same uh, time zone. I, I like Winston. I think I think they still have the potential, and I think they'll they'll have. I think it'll be more of a shootout, and so I wouldn't lean defense or anything like that. Um, Godwin's just playing great. We've been on him for a while. Um, I can't go back to OJ. I don't I don't know if he's ever going to get into that offense. So I I would stick with with the Godwin type. I think you could go. Uh, Ronald Jones as well, but more the passing high high pace game is what I think. Because even McCaffrey, if he doesn't run, he's going to get a lot of the a lot of the catches out of the backfield as we've seen. So Samuels and Moore are both in play. Is, is there anything? I mean, I think it's just going to be. A, I think it'll probably be. It could get up in the field. I think you can see a twenty eight twenty four type game. Um, either way, pretty competitive. Anything different for you? Uh, not much. I, I kind of like uh, I like the Carolina side, like you said. And I thought it was funny last night at the Tampa Bay Rays game for the baseball playoffs there. O.J. Howard caught a ball barehanded, and everyone joked on Twitter, you know, that's his, his, his second catch of the year, right? Because the guy hasn't done anything. I don't know. He's still going to be contrarian. I think you could go back to him. The, the CMC news that you brought up is the biggest thing because it went from just sort of a rest day to a back issue possibly. But it, it's who knows what that would be. I think he's fine. I think he'll play. I just and I I really do like the Carolina side. So it'd just be something to watch or monitor. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think McCaffrey is going to be the big decision maker if you're going to play that showdown slate um, for sure. I, I'll probably play it. I think it's fun to get up early and kind of watch that, especially depending on how you're building and everything. Um, throw throw a lineup or so in there. The reason why most of you guys are here, you know, we're keeping this we've been keeping this to an hour or less. At least our attempts have been that way. We've, I think we've hit it most weeks. Maybe one we went over is the playbook, the original, the main slate. We go position by position, uh, play, fade, and value. Um, quarterback, the value is 5,500 or less. Running backs, 5,000 or less. Wide receivers, 5,000 or less. Tight ends, 4,000 or less. Defense is 3,000 or less. Um, the tight end and defense, the tight end and quarterback, we only do one each. And in the defense, we don't do a fade because it's really kind of hard to fade the defense. Uh, the others we do two plays, two values, and a fade. Tambo, kick us off with your quarterback play, fade, and value. Yeah, it's an interesting one because I know we talked just a little bit before, but, you know, we were doing the E9 earlier about what, you know, what this game is going to look like tonight with the, sorry, for this weekend with Houston, Kansas City being probably the most popular after what we saw last weekend. But I tend to think, and I I know I'm going with the chalk here with Matt Ryan. I'll bring it, I'll get into it in a second, but I, I tend to think that that game with Arizona Atlanta will end up getting more popular by the end of the week. So, We'll see how that goes. I got ways to mix it up. I saw just before we hopped on this pod that Julio Jones popped up with a do not practice today. So that's some interesting news to monitor, which we'll get to. But uh, yeah, Matty Ice, I, I basically said, honestly, both quarterbacks here are good. 
Uh, the thing about Matt Ryan, five for five, he's gone uh, over 300 yards, which is important on DraftKings due to the bonus, and he's averaging over two touchdowns a game. Mind you, there was a, a goose egg in there, but still, over 300 yards a game, over two touchdowns a game, at a fair price, in a good spot, against a defense that's still tripped up. I, I think he's fine. Uh, so I do like Matt Ryan. My fade is pretty easy here. Going to be Wentz. Price is just too much for what we expect to see. Uh, going against, you know, a slower game, Minnesota pace total, I think is 44 on this game. Uh, you know, it really looks like it's not going to be a, a big touchdown game for him or anything like that. So I'm going to fade him. And then my value is way off the walls, but it's just my interest. I think the game is the worst of the week, obviously, with Washington and Miami. But we've seen some crazier things happen in these games that are terrible or, you know, sort of the dumpster fire bowl. And mine's going to be with Rosen. Rosen's only $4,500 this week. He's got his receiving core. It looks like, you know, Hearns is going to be back. It looks like possibly Wilson's going to be back. Uh, And then he's got the two air yard Kings this year, which I know air yards are quote unquote air yards. They're not really anything special until they happen. But with Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, that's two guys you can use there. And then there will be some value on the other side with injuries because, you know, Vernon Davis and Reed and all the things that they've got going on. Or you could even use AP to rush on them all over them early and then say that Josh Rosen has to come back. That can be your game script. So Rosen at 4,500, I think, is a little bit interesting for big field GPPs. So my my play, it was a toss-up. I didn't know where you were going to go, but um, I like Murray again. I do like Jackson. I, I kind of mentioned him last week as a naked play. I could go back there. I see like Andrews. That's kind of a toss-up for me. Um, I'll lean Murray right now. I do think that's a much higher scoring potential game. And I worry a little bit if Baltimore jumps out quick that that could be a lot of run the clock. So I'm assuming, Murray, the, the Atlanta-Arizona game will be the second most popular on the slate behind Houston and Kansas City. Um, but I think much lower ownership in that game as a total than than what you'll see as a game stack in the other. Unless, you know, the full field just goes, everybody's thinking like we are and they try to get different. Um, also, trying to see if Mahomes is good and healthy will be a key as well. Um, my fade is Wentz. I don't, I don't really like him on the road. I think last week, if you look, if you watch the game, the offense didn't really play extremely well. Um, it was okay. Um, but nothing, nothing that just makes me fire up, you know, Wentz in that, that situation. It was hard to kind of find a fade at quarterback, um, cause there's so many decent options. Um, I definitely don't like him on the road and at $6,000. No, thank you. I'm sure he'll be low on though. Um, my value is, is the opposite side of the game. I kind of like Kirk Cousins, uh, 5,200. Um, you do have to think game script wise, if you, if you reach down this low, the, the perception would have to be that you think Billy's able to score enough to keep Minnesota scoring because if Minnesota can grind the clock and win this game, you know, 20 to 13 and throw it 18 times, we know they'll do that, especially at home. Um, I do think it'll be a little higher uptick than that I don't hate your call either going you know to that the the you know the game that I don't know if anybody will hardly touch it as a unique contrarian play but Cousins is one I like I think he showed a little bit of grit last week got Thielen involved hopefully he missed digs a couple times had a pass interference too as well so I think you could have a breakout game there I don't know if I go there I'll probably stick up you know and I only build three to five lines normally but he's one under the price range that I definitely like what do you like running back wise a couple obvious plays, same thing here. And, and like I say, with chalk, you're going to have to sort of pick your spots to see how the week runs out. But uh, the two that I do like are Bell and Fournette. Uh, big thing for Bell with Darnold back, that's important to me. 
you know, Luke Falk was was checking it down to him, but he wasn't really doing the same as what Darnold does and getting him involved as much in that passing game. And obviously on a full PPR site like DraftKings, uh, you know, Bell is still cheap. That's a huge bonus. And then speaking of bonus, he can get to the bonuses. So I do like Bell for that reason. Fournette, big thing there, you know, just too cheap, solid. He's getting usage that's almost like Zeke usage. Like, so, and because of the PPR stuff, and he's always ends up way cheaper. So why wouldn't I just go there and use that? I think it's a good spot for Fournette. I like Bell more, but those are the two plays that I'm on. Uh, as far as fade goes, going to be Chubb versus Seattle. So the thing there is that, you know, Baker game is possible. I think everyone's going to see what happened to Baker in prime time and say, off him, let's stick with Chubb. We still saw him running even in the game script where they were down, blah, blah, blah. But it's a tougher run D. I think Clowney's already mentioned it out in public that they're going to stuff the run. That's going to be their thing. I think Baker's going to get overlooked a little bit that he can still do some stuff. And I'm not saying I'm high on him because I don't think that game is going to be one of the ones that goes sort of off the rails. Maybe it could be a little bit contrarian if, you know, now that I'm thinking out loud, but I definitely think it's going to be more of a Baker game than a Chubb game with that pass game. Odell Beckham getting those guys involved. Uh, we saw last week too, they got a lot of their weapons back with Callaway and whatnot. So off Chubb. And then my two values, first one's going to be Hyde versus KC. Mentioned earlier, I think that game's going to be, if not the most popular, the second most between the swings between that and the Arizona and Atlanta. And against Kansas City, the, you know, he's got the game script can go his way. I think Kansas City should be up in this game. I think it's going to be no problem there. Hyde can catch some of those passes in the backfield. $4,400, just way too cheap. Uh, and a spot where he can be contrarian, right? When people are going to want to go to the passing games there, they're they're scared of Duke Johnson or they're scared of, do I use Hyde or Duke Johnson? I like Hyde for the price. And then lastly, my other values who I mentioned earlier in those Josh Rosen stacks, I got no problem running AP the other way. Uh, he's not a PPR guy, but at 4,500 bucks, he is a two or three touchdown guy in this type matchup where they could just get it down there and then it's all AP or if he busts one at 4,500 and then gets one on the goal line, that's two touchdowns, the 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 bonus, the yardage bonus, all that stuff um, for his value. And then you can run it back. And then it's mainly just because when you put all those prices together, I don't think we see massive ceilings in a 41-point total, 41-point game total. But I think that one allows you to fit all those pieces like last week where you couldn't make a mistake and you needed all those 40- and 50-point scores. Same sort of thing there. What do you got? So I agree with you on Bell. Um I wonder if he's going to become kind of a chalky play with Darnold coming back. It'll be something to monitor, but I definitely like Bell. Um, I like Zeke. I think a good bounce back week, um, high dollar. People may be off him, not wondering what this Cowboys team is going to actually be like. Um, they're on the road, but you know, I, I think they should be able to run. I think they'll, they'll want to establish a run, no, no pun intended, but um I, I, I like going to back to Zeke this week after a, a not great. I wouldn't on him at all last week, really, but I, I think this could be a good spot at 8,500. Um, my fate is Kamara. I, I don't, I just don't think he's, I mean, he's had a good, he's had decent games, but it seems like he may be getting affected by Breeze not being there more than anybody. I mean, the wide receivers obviously had a good week last week, but he seems limited in his role at times. Um, he's not really broke much loose. I mean, he's, he's still averaging 19.4, but at, at 8,000 on the road, um, you never know if Teddy's going to have a bad game, especially coming off a really, really good one. Jacksonville's got a good secondary. I, I just see it as a spot where I could go elsewhere. I don't hate Kamara, but, you know, picking someone out there, I just want to kind of be a little different. Um, my value is Tevin Coleman. I loved him preseason. I loved him, you know, in my best ball type stuff. Obviously, got injured right out the gate. He looked great last night or Monday night. 
Um, I think he'll stay in the stay involved in the game plan. And that, and that game, I, I you know, I have, I'll get to it a little later as a potential game stack for me. I like both sides of the ball there. Um, you know, with golf, I think he could go under the radar and be a good play this week. And my next one would be my Dolphins play would be Drake. I like him at that price, forty five hundred, I believe. Um, you know, if he's ever going to have a forty four hundred, sorry, if he's ever going to have a good game and a, and a good one off type play, you know, he, he catches the ball to backfield as well. Um, against Washington at home would be the spot for me to play someone like that. So I like Drake as a um, as a, as my last value. Uh, wide receivers, what are your play fading values? First play is going to be Lockett. Uh, you know, I just talked about that Baker game going back and forth. I think that there's no real price increase on Lockett. You know, we've seen the guys that that catch was incredible last week, by the way. The just kept his feet in bounds, you know, toe tapped it and got in. So, got, got to love that. But it's more of a price factor and just the fact that Russell loves him, right? It's the guy makes plays for him. You know, you don't have to play football to know that any quarterback that has that stability with a guy, and we saw it with Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin back in, you know, I said back in the day, like it wasn't just a couple years ago, but once Russell finds a guy and locks in him, he continues to use him. Lockett's had about one dud this year, and the rest have all been pretty good. So going back to Lockett in that game, don't mind it. You know, it's sort of mini stack with two, one guy on the Cleveland side, one guy with Lockett. Not going to get too aggressive, it looks like, as of now with the game stack, but tune in on Saturday just to see the more I got to dig into that. Uh, the other one's going to be Boyd. You mentioned that Baltimore game, right? You talked about it already with Lamar. I, I just didn't get him in into my talk earlier, but I, I like him. You can run him naked. You can run him with, with Andrews. You can put Marquise Brown, the whole three of them, whatever you want to do. But I love Boyd on the other side. Uh, you know, I know Auden Tate dropped a touchdown and caught a touchdown last week, mind you, and saved the chalk even more when that happened. But, um, you know, I, I still think Boyd showed to be the bigger beneficiary of the market share with with John Ross out. So, Still like Boyd, he's a you know especially on DraftKings with PPR, and then even for FanDuel, he's fine for catching touchdowns. My fade's going to be Michael Thomas. I guess it's kind of that whole side of the game. You brought up a good one with Kamara. I I was on Thomas last week. I got I got off in my main lineup from Zeke, which I wasn't really on, and got over to Thomas at a, at the other position just based off looking at what their prices were and values. Um, but with the price going up, I'm I'm not really looking to chase that. And also with Ramsey, looks like he was back at practice today. I'm not sure if he's you know, sick, his back's fixed, he's having another kid, whatever's going on with his life. But it looks like he might be back and playing this week. Not that he'll fully affect Thomas, but I think it still matters. And I think it changes the dynamic a little bit. So not going to be big on Thomas. My two values, it sucks because I wrote this up before the news I mentioned earlier with Julio coming out. But Mohamed Sanu was already a guy that I liked. Even Ridley as well. I'm not mentioning him, but just because not fit the bill. But Sanu is way priced under, you know, of, of what our value tier is. And he just goes to my Matt Ryan call. And, and he's a guy that's been busy. Going into last week, I think he was the fourth-ranked rate, fourth ranked player in the NFL for uh, routes run. And that's important because, obviously, it just means he's out there running it when on those dropbacks, and that's going to be who Ryan's going to be throwing it to. Had another good game last week, and the price almost went unchanged. Uh, and then one more value is more pending on if Kirk is going to be out for Arizona. But Keyshawn Johnson looks like a guy for super cheap that you can get to head off here and get in some of those stacks. You know, you know where I'm going, like I mentioned, with Ryan. So... He fits the bill on the other side. If Julio ends up being out, I can even run Ryan Sanu Ridley and run it back with Johnson. So I like Keyshawn Johnson for cheap as well. Uh, who do you got in these ranges here, Gup? Yeah, we're pretty similar. I, I like Christian Kirk if he plays. Um, mm-hmm. So so he's one of my plays if he plays. I, what I read this morning or at lunch, um, it, signals are that he, it looks like he will he will, he will will be able to play Sunday, but that is something to monitor. Um 
I, and and I like I like I like Keyshawn as well if he doesn't play. So that would turn into a value play. But I would I would be on I will be on one of those two, whichever winds up playing. It may, it'll change my build a little bit because it's cheaper. Um, I like I like Jones. You know, obviously this is kind of backwards to what you said. I had Julio as a play and Sanu as a value. Obviously, if Jones is out, um, Sanu still stays a value, like you said. Ridley's right there. Obviously, we don't talk, so not always we agree like this, but it is a spot. Um, I do think if Julio is out, a guy I don't mind still taking a chance on. Kind of the theme you're talking about is people are going to think Cleveland is like the worst team in the entire world right now. And so if you wanted to jump on a OBJ this week um, at probably very low ownership with, with still a great ceiling, I don't think Baker's that bad. Although, I mean, I've downgraded that whole team in general. I think that was just a terrible, terrible performance. But they're back home. Um, I think Seattle's a little overrated on the public's eyes. I think if you kind of dig into their schedule and look at – if you watch the games or watch the film, um, I think they're good. I just think they've had a, they've had a couple of good breaks as well. I don't know if they're quite four and one, top five in the league type good. Russell's always great. But I could see this game turning into a great shootout, and I think it's a good point. Um, as a potential game to kind of be off the radar as far as scoring goes uh, with the other two ones really high up there. And then, then the third, maybe being the Rams. So I don't mind OBJ there as a play as well. If, if Julio's out, uh, my fate is fuller, $6,000. Um, I'm interested to see his ownership to see what that looks like. Obviously what is $1,500 bump from last week, but right back into a very similar game script, um, you know, with KC if Mahomes and them are healthy, I mean, you could have a both teams in a 30 type shootout here. So he definitely warrants value. It's harder to fit all those pieces in because you don't have just the chalky low guy to fit in. So you have to make decisions somewhere. Um, but I'll fade a fuller at 6,000 this week coming off a, a career game for him. I obviously said Sanu is one of my values, Sanu slash Ridley, whichever you want to go there. My other value is Robbie Anderson for the Jets. Um, I could see a mini stack with Bell and Anderson there. I think Anderson will benefit the most from Darnold coming back, assuming he's somewhat at almost full strength. He can stretch the field out, and he liked throwing the deep ball to Anderson last year. So I like Robbie Anderson at that price. I think he will rise in price with a good performance this week against Dallas. Um, What are your thoughts on tight end this week? Just one play, one fade, one value. The play is Kittle. Uh, you hit on that game earlier. I do like that game. I think the total is like 52 and a half and, and it's going to go overlooked based on those other two big games. Like him in the spot. I think it's a good matchup for him. I think he's too cheap. And there was really, you know, it's due to the same thing as always that some people complain about. It's the nature of the beast, but you know, they play on Monday night football. Therefore the pricing's already out. No time to adjust. He finally had a big game. He may get a little bit popular, but I don't mind that because he's in that tier. I mean, Ertz is there too. It's kind of a toss up. I'm just thinking in game stacks, if I can fit Kittle in, I'm going to. Uh, my fade's going to be Disley. Uh, again, again, I know he has a good matchup. It's actually the same team that Kittle just lit up that I'm talking about. But at the same time, it's not it's not a guy that I'm chasing. And it's not like someone's due for regression. I'm not going to say that because these sample sizes are so small that we get. But he has been doing quite a bit. And, and so unless you're going to run that Russell stack with him and Lockett, who I mentioned earlier, but I, I really think Lockett gets a lot more love than Disley here. So good with that. And then my value hit for some people last week. I know a lot of people talked about this guy, but was Gerald Everett, right? We, we know that the Rams signed Higby to do what he does best, which is block. 
Uh, you know, I'm not sure what Gurley's going to be doing this week and how much he's going to be involved. We saw that he sat at practice today, and they're talking about what, whether or not he's going to be available. So that's something to monitor, check back in Saturday. But Everett was huge for them. And I don't think it was just a one-off game plan or anything like that. I think it's just he's a big boy. He can move. He can make catches. He showed up. And when Goff needs somebody, he was there. They don't forget that. Same thing I talked about earlier. It's a guy that he's going to go back to, and he's still super cheap in relative comparison to the field. So I don't mind Gerald Everett in that game as well. Man, we're on the same page a lot tonight. Um, An- One of those Andrews weeks. was, yeah, Andrews was my play. Um, I do, I, and I, I did that because I, I think I thought you would go Kettle. Obviously, I'm one of my game stacks is going to be that Rams game, um, and so I like Kettle. I, I do think Andrews could go into the radar, and if you wanted to do a mini stack, like I mentioned earlier, you could go Lamar and Andrews, and I think you, you'll have tons of leverage and ownership playing those two. And you really don't have to play anybody else there if you don't want to. You can kind of, you can kind of stack one of these higher games and maybe just miss out on the quarterback and go. You know, there's some creativity you could use there. And so I like Andrews. I obviously like Kettle as well. My fate is Ertz because I think I think Minnesota schemes well against the tight end, um, and I've already downplayed Wentz on the road type deal. Minnesota a tough tough place to play. And so at 5,400, I'd rather go down to, to Kettle. Even Hooper is going to be in play, especially if you want to do a Zona Cardinal stack. And then Andrews, 4,800. I don't mind Ertz. I just, you had to pick someone up there. Um, Kelsey's would come down to Mahomes' uh, health. I think at 7,000, it seems egregious, but kind of back to you mentioned a lot is how good of a wide receiver is he at 7,000. He was a little fired up last week at his role. So I could see them trying to feed him a little bit. Um, So I'm not off him yet, but that's a tough pill to swallow at 7,000 for sure. And my value is Everett as well. I think that'll be a pretty cheap common value if if people try to gain down there, um, you know, $3,600. First game back though. I mean, I I don't mind playing him. I don't think anybody gets just too chalky at the tight end position that, um, you know, you know, if he gets up to like wherever it was, I think um, Eifert last week got up like maybe 15, 16%. That, that's a little high, but um, I don't mind him at all. I'll kick off defense. Um, there, there's, there's several options here that you could get unique with. Uh, I like the Rams. Um, you, you really got to think of some game scripts. I think you could have high scoring games that could have turnovers. Um, I think this will be the biggest test for – Jimmy G and I think the Rams will put pressure on him could, could potentially make some turnovers. So I think that's a little bit of a different type play. Um, I also had in parentheses, you know, the chiefs is a, is a potential for me. Um, only, you know, you just gotta, I mean, you gotta take some chances if you're not going to play. I don't think there's any chalk this week, but I don't mind the chiefs as well. Mainly get some sacks um, and a potential turnover type deal. I certainly don't mind looking at the Chiefs for, I think they're like 2500 bucks, so they could fit the value as well. Um, and then I don't mind the Dolphins. I, I don't know. Do you know who the, who the starting quarterback for Washington is yet? I didn't see it announced yet, no. But it, they said yeah. it, what it looked like they said is it's probably unlikely that Haskins is going to be in. So yeah, it's I'm between McCoy and Keenum, right? So if it's Keenum, I actually don't mind them. But if it's, it's McCoy, I'm not as high. Correct. So I'm waiting on quarterback there, but I could play the skins um, as a, as a, I could play them naked just to, you know, hope they go off type of deal as well. What about you? 
We're the same for val- like value wise. I like the Chiefs. I, I think the big thing there was it's another way to be unique in that game, right? People just automatically assume you can even have a, a receiver against the defense in a certain scenario because, like, give you one example: um, Atlanta scored 32 points last week, and the Houston D still had nine points. So, at, at what if you're getting these low prices, which is another dynamic, just to talk quickly about, is DraftKings changed the model so that these defenses are super cheap now, up to up to super high. I do think that next year we'll see them just get rid of it altogether because there's so many complaints about it. And the defense is sort of breaking a slate, quote unquote, for, you know, the Patriots. And now last week with the Eagles, where if you don't have them, you get at the best lineup of the world. Lots of lineups last week had 289 with the Panthers and get beat by the Eagles version or whatever, you you, you know, with one pivot off of that. So um, Chiefs I like as a value. And then the Broncos, I think, are a decent play. I know they're a little bit more expensive, but at home against Mariota, you know, we've been expecting more out of these Broncos all season, and we just haven't got it. And then last week, they finally got some pep in their step. And I think that could show out a little bit more this week. They'll be a little bit contrarian. You could be whoever you want at defense. You got to mix it up in your MME pools. But I still think that they are, they are interesting for a team that has a lot of upside. And we know Mariota makes a lot of mistakes at times, especially if he's on the road. So I'm good with Denver as my, my play and Chiefs as my value. Yeah, and I don't mind going to your point right there, like the Cardinals, you know, for that price that they are. Matt Ryan's shown that he can get some turnovers and have a pick six strip sack fumble type deal that they don't have to do much to return value. And it really opens up the slate when you play a $1,900 Cardinals or whatever they are. Um, So that's, that's a very valid point. Um, What are your two favorite stacks of the week on this Wednesday night? So I talked about already, I was going to say, and what I talked about is just mixing in all these Atlanta guys, Ryan and whoever, but uh, I, I talked about it a little bit too in, in our article on the website at gupscorner.com, just going into it more in detail. But the idea behind it is simply that you're going to have to mix them up. As we saw last week, you got to have your mix and match. I think if you think the game script is that Atlanta's down, then I like your, your Julio's and your Hoopers. Cause that they seem to be getting used more when they're down in the game, the trustworthy guys. Now we talked about, um, you know, Julio's injury there. We're not sure what's going on with it yet or not injury. I shouldn't say that. Let me clarify and correct is did not practice today. It's come out late today. So, uh, you know, that's not like him. That's not something we normally see with a veteran's rest or anything like that. So it is interesting. It is something to monitor. But I like Sanu and Ridley if you think they're going to pound away and take advantage of that secondary. So there's a lot of ways you can mix it up. That's certainly one of the stacks I like. Another one, I didn't talk about it. You you hit on Kelsey for a minute there. I just don't think people can get to that. Uh, you know, I think people in their mind, they like it. They understand that, yes, it has upside. But when you see a Mahomes and let's say Tyree Kill, which it looks like he's he's on track to play, and then Kelsey, like that's really expensive for people to afford and then have to go find all these values and maybe there's not as many values to people as last week or they don't feel as comfortable. If it's expensive, it means less will go there. And we know what the ceiling is and we know that there's a little bit of negative, you know, like negative precedent on Mahomes right now because of his last two games, but it's Patrick Mahomes even in the game against Detroit or whatever in the dome where he did nothing, he had 19 and a half fantasy points. So this guy can, you know, that's his real floor. This guy can have a 40, 50 point game here. No problem. I mean, Matt Ryan had like 33 points against him last week. So Mahomes could have 50. It's literally insane, but he could. So I'm going to try and find a way to still fit those guys in there as well. But that's the two for this week. Then the other one you mentioned earlier with Goff, I'll let you speak to it, but I think that's a sneaky one as well. Yeah, I like <clears throat> I like the game Arizona Atlanta. Um, obviously, team you know Cardinals, Murray, Kirk, um, even Fitz, and then Keyshawn if that works out, and you can run it back with Sanu. I mean, you could 
depending on how these injuries shake out, it could wind up being more chalky to than the Chiefs Houston because you can fit more of them. And I think, I think you kinda, so. Yeah, yeah. I think you might you might mention that before we went live, but that's that's that can wind up being the case. Which in that case, you may want to go back to the Houston uh, game, you know. But let's say a craziness, Mahomes is like questionable, and then Kirk is out and Julio's out come Sunday morning. Well, now you just I mean you have to make a decision to you know Sanu's going to be chalky. Um, Ridley's going to have bigger ownership. Keyshawn's going to have bigger. I mean, so you're going to have all these pieces that are now super cheap and you can build around it. Somewhere last week, people, you know, started with Fuller and Tate and, you know, obviously you have Watson automatically and you just start building because you have all the room in the world. So something to monitor, but I definitely like that stack. I think, I think Arizona will continue to get better as the year goes on. doesn't mean they're going to win five, six games. I mean, they're going to be limited, but, their offense, I think, will continue to gel a little bit. I hope the win gave them a little boost. You kind of get that monkey off your back um, for Kyler, and maybe they start opening it up a little bit more, especially on these third and shorts and fourth and shorts that they continue to kick field goals and, and stuff like that. So I'm I'm definitely interested in that game in general, both sides of it. I don't mind starting Matt Ryan as well. Um, and then my other one you mentioned, I like I like the Rams. I like Golf, Cup, Woods. Um, you know, if, if Gurley's out, I certainly don't mind Malcolm Brown. I, I didn't even see what price he is, but that'd be a great play. Everett obviously is going to come and play there. Um, can run it back with Kettle. I don't, I don't know that I like much else on San Francisco for sure than Coleman and Kettle, but you know, I can go golf cup, Everett, Kettle, Coleman, those five, and then build around it something like that. So I definitely like those two games to look at, uh, sleepers, type mini stack i definitely would i don't mind looking at minnesota i mentioned that earlier um and then bell and a- anderson as a two-man out of the jets game I, I think you could do something there potentially um super seven spreads two favorite spread plays against the spread what do you like i got two and i'm sticking with favorites some guys we just hit on like kansas like i said i might be the fish here but kansas city minus four and a half I don't know why it's that number. I think that it's two, these, both these teams, Kansas city minus four and a half and Rams minus three. I think both, I know those look like trap numbers, but these are, these are two teams that are based on pure overreaction. Houston put up 52 or whatever on Atlanta. I don't believe that's going to be the same. I know Kansas city D is nothing special, but I'm just saying, I feel like Mahomes is going to bounce back. If anything, obviously injuries can come into play, you know, Mahomes ankle or he's a little hobbled or whatever that might be. We'll have to wait and see, but as of right now, just assuming that he's in, I have to go that way. Uh, and then the other thing with San Francisco, you know, yes, they're 4-0, and and they just beat Cleveland. But I, I think Cleveland's been hyped up and overrated, as you said. You had to knock them down. Like, this is not a team that's done what they're supposed to do yet. Maybe they do, but as of right now, you have to treat them like they are. And they're not some superior team. Like, San Fran didn't just go and knock off one of the best teams in the NFL. They knocked off the Cleveland Browns, who haven't shown us any different yet. So I like the Rams to take it to take the first loss to San Francisco and beat them there at minus three. That seems like a no brainer to me. Yeah. I like both those games. Uh, I do like the Rams. Um, that was one of mine and I do like the chiefs, but um, I do my other one just to be a little different. I, I do like the Cardinals plus two and a half at home. Um, not sure what the Falcons are yet this year. I think coaches on the hot seat, if Julio's out or potentially out, um, you know, that's a number I'd want to jump on early and, and I may jump on it tonight. Um, and I, I agree with the Rams. I think the 49ers are getting a little, little too much love for who they've played. I think they're good. I think they're improved. Obviously, hell, they were one of my bets, preseason bets I released was San Francisco over eight wins. So 
I'm all about them winning. Um, I don't mind it at all, but I, I do think it's a good spot for LA. And I think it's a good spot for Chiefs because of what Houston just came off of. Um, I do want to see some injury updates with Watkins, Tyreek, and stuff like that before I commit to the Chiefs because if they start getting too limited, I think, I think that offense, you know, they, I mean, they're good, but they, they do need some, some guys out there playing um, before they get too thin. Um, my dog of the week outright win as an underdog. My favorite is who I just mentioned, the Cardinals, a 1B. I like the Titans as dogs as well this week. Who do you like? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, second-guessing this now, but I, I like the Eagles when I talk about it. I just think they're still an overall better team. I think that, you know, obviously that run stuff is going to be important. I, I mean, I don't – it has nothing to do with me not thinking earlier that Wentz won't get there with value. I mean, that's totally different because it's a price game that we play and the quarterback price and where we're at on the field and what, what he, who he's around. But overall, for the, the Eagles to win, I think, isn't that crazy to happen. Minnesota might get stuffed by the run, and if Cousins doesn't bring his stuff – that like you know, like you mentioned, I don't mind it as a sneaky stack, but if he because the secondary at, at Philly is so bad, but if he doesn't bring his stuff, then I think the Eagles can still get away with the win here. So I like them outright. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see that game script for sure, especially if they get pressure on Cousins um, and get up early and force in Minnesota to be, and that's just a a flip of the coin to go. If they're in that scenario, then you got what you want if you played Cousins because they're having to throw it. But if he doesn't play well, then then it's not going to end well. We know he's had his bad games. Um, I know you were out of the Survivor. I actually still have one that it's a rebuy, and I've had to rebuy. Um, I have multi-entries in it, but my original lineup is still – I have not lost my Survivor, so I'm kind of I'm kind of happy with that. I'm obviously out of the Gubs Corner one. Uh, with the massacre a couple weeks ago, but who would your survivor pick be if you were in it still? If you somehow had the Pats, I would just lock it up. But if not, I actually like my my homer team, the Ravens. Ravens against Cincy. I know it's a division game, but again, Ravens are such a different team at home. That that's important to me. Cincy's just not looking great. Like I said, they they don't look solid across the board because of all those injuries that they have. So uh, I'm happy to go with the Ravens. They're like 11 point favorites. I know people are a little scared off by it, but that's just if you lose to the Bengals coming into Baltimore. On the road, then so be it. I'm going with the Ravens at home. Ditto. So we are like two kissing cousins over here tonight. We got everything Working the out. same. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I, I will play the Ravens in mine. Um, not gonna, not gonna get too cute in that one. I'm still alive. So, uh, yeah. If you got the Patriots or something like that, I mean that's an auto play. But um, Ravens for me, who you may still have out there. I think. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? No, I mean, we'll be in Slack. We'll be in, you know, the Audible on Saturday. We want you guys to follow along. This is a, another big injury week. So it's kind of like two weeks ago where we're monitoring everything. There's things showing up. Gurley's on the report now. You know, Julio Jones is on the report now. There could be a lot of situations where, you know, things we're talking about today have to pivot. So I think it's very important to be in that. I mean, obviously, if you guys haven't signed up yet, you got to get on there. But uh, go ahead, Gut, with closing us out, man. I appreciate everything, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, no problem. I did. I did make some editorial notes. Maybe I didn't highlight them enough. But um, normally, you can join us Saturday night, seven Eastern, for the Audible live member only chat, just like our emergency nine was tonight. A lot of questions in there. But this week, we will not have it. Um, I will not be around to do it Saturday. I have plans um, circled around the OU Texas game that I will still be around and about um, when that should go live at six. And I don't want to push it off till way late because I'm not for, for sure know when I'll be back or if I'll be back that night. So, but I will be, and I know Tambo will be involved heavily that night with updates. Um, I'll be answering questions on the live chat question channel. 
uh, more real time instead. We we normally just let them build up until yeah. Saturday, but we'll I'll answer them live as I go. And Tambo and I can tag team it as well as anybody else that wants to get in there. But um, this real, real Saturday, quick, real, real quick, yeah. the bad news is I suck at reading show notes. The good news is I'll I'll commit the same time to the Slack, so it'll be like an like an audible in Slack on top of everything Gup just mentioned, guys. We'll still answer everything, but like I said, I'll be in there for my normal audible time just by myself if that's all it is. So be it. And we'll answer all your questions. Make sure you get you set up this week proper. No, and, and my goal is to try to be around that same time as well. I just I can't be on the video part. And it's just it's just a crazy day. So and I've had a lot going on family wise anyway. So um I will be in around there as well with Tambo as best I can and then in later that night for sure, answering any questions you guys have, updates, all that kind of stuff. I mean that that ch- that Slack feeds itself at times. So this is one of the one of the Saturdays that that you know, ask for forgiveness, but we'll, we'll be, I'll be fully in uh, all leading up to, and, and then kind of quiet most of the day. Um, and then that evening I'll be back around. Um, if you didn't catch that, and if you are new, we do have a live question, live chat questions channel. Um, just put hashtag live chat questions. You'll find it inside the Slack and you can drop questions in there. And we, we normally answer them live on Saturday night, but this time we'll be answering them throughout the week leading up to kickoff Sunday um, as always, you can join gupscorner.com now. Use the code GCFFG. Get 10% off any monthly annual package, uh, content analysis, or tools package. You can use the code for either one of those or both of them. If you are not a current member, you can buy a combo package and use that code as well. Uh, we just added MLB and NBA to the slate. So we now have college football, NFL, uh, PGA, NASCAR, horse racing. NBA, MLB, and all kinds of other information. Um, and the price didn't, so if you've been a member, you just got all, all that added for no, we never increase the price to our package for the current members. Whatever you get in at is your price as long as you're a member. If we add stuff to the content package, it just comes on as part of it. So guys that have been with us from day one, they're getting all this information for the same price they got it at back in February, which is a you know benefit to them. And if you join now, if we continue to add and build out, it all comes included. It's all one price for all the sports. We did introduce NFL and college football premium tools this fall. So you can pick those up now if you want to add them on for the rest of the season. If you join the content analysis package today, you do get access to our free preview for our PGA tools that we are hard at work continuing to build out and add weekly. Um, they're going to be free all the way up to the Tournament of Champions in January. A lot of feedback there, a lot of good stuff there, a lot of wins and showdowns for sure with some of the live information we have. Um, and it's only the best is yet to come with that thing. We're excited for the grand kickoff for Tournament of Champions. There's going to be some uh, proprietary stuff that, that Josh and I are working on that we can't wait to debut. It's going to be exciting. Uh, most importantly, uh, we are we officially have our new gear, new shirts, new hats, our new branding are now ready to go on sale. They will go on sale this evening, if not right after the pod, within an hour or so. Um, the shirt design is up on there. You will be able to see it. It is our standard brand shirt moving forward. Um, so kind of, you know, we've done the Masters and the U.S. Open. This is like Gup's Corner shirt. So it's our standard shirt. You can get on there and order it. Our hat. Um, we're getting the imagery up. It should be up in the next day or two as well. The logo that'll be on the hat and then the, the wording will be on the back of the hat. Um, flex fit hat, I believe JB can tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm very confident on that. 
We have the shirt for sale, the hat for sale. You can buy the, the combo package, which gives you a discount as well. Um, you can check all that out on the site, gupscorner.com, the store. I'm excited for that. It's going to be, it's, it's the same quality shirt, same shirts we've always had. It's just the, the Gups Corner branding now. Um, looking forward to it, ready to order it myself. Um, been delayed, not delayed on that. We've just been, you know, we want to do the ALS drive. Um, so we've been working on that. We do have another shirt that, that we'll, we will announce as well. Um, I'll have more on that Monday on the smash factor, uh, or I'll send a post out if we have information on that to, to release it before then. So, uh, lots of things coming there. If you want to check it out, um, do that. I've been promoting the merchandise credit and stuff like that. This is the reason why you will be able to use that. Um, I will get with you or I'll send a message out on how, how you go about that. Once I confirm with JB, uh, the listener league winner this week, will get another $50 pretty much covers your package for a shirt and hat. So make sure you get in there and fill that up. Uh, appreciate it all. It's going to be exciting. Um, support us with that gear. It really helps us a lot. We don't mark it up a ton. Uh, anybody that has our other shirts knows how high quality it is. Um, so it's not your cheap old normal, you know, Hanes t-shirt from Walmart or whatever. Um, it's a very high quality shirt that lasts. So check that out. Give us feedback. We want it. Uh, we will not see you Saturday night live in person, but we will be on there, but I will be back Monday evening with Jeff Nagels, uh, Nagels Bagels on Twitter with the smash factor. So see you guys in and have a great week.